Thanks for tuning in. This is episode number 136. I want to thank you for taking the time to join me on another episode. Um, for those who have celebrated uh, the Christmas season, I pray that it was a wonderful one. Um, and as we all move closer to the start of the new year, I pray that the coming year is one of increased intimacy and nearness to God, that uh, our passion and hunger to know him more uh, increases each day by day. And I just want to thank you for spending time with me in these uh, many episodes as we've made our way over a year now. Um, I just, uh, I'm thankful for all of you who have taken the time to join into what is coming out of this podcast. I'm thankful that God has made uh, a way that what he puts in my heart is able to be shared all across the world. It's phenomenal how God has done that. Um, in future episodes, I've mentioned this before, but I just want to, to do so again. If you have particular scriptures you'd like maybe discussed or uh, questions that you may have, uh, just please don't hesitate to reach out. The Bible Study Podcasts, that's with an S, at gmail.com. The link to that is in the description show notes. So we'll just jump right into today's reading, and I'm going to unpack what that has been shown to me. It's it's deeply profound because I've come across this before, and doesn't God have a way of doing that, opening up Scripture to you as though it's new for the first time, and Perhaps, indeed, it's the, a new first-time way that you've ever seen it. It's wonderful how Scripture is alive like that. But the Scripture that we will be just briefly discussing uh, today is out of Deuteronomy, chapter 6, verses 20 through 25. I guess if I'm titling this, it would be the law, what's the point? Now, for many uh, listeners who are outside of the United States, uh, and there are quite a few, and I'm thankful for you all, the the law, the Old Testament law, may hold a very special place in your heart, and and rightly so. I mean, it was given by God through Moses, but in 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 the day in which we live. And in the culture and society, church society in which I live, there's often a huge disconnect between the law, the Old Testament or Old Covenantal law uh, through Moses, um, often referred to as the Mosaic law. There's often a disconnect between that and the New Testament or New Covenant by way of Jesus, the Messiah. And very often there is what seems to be a, a conflict between these two laws. Uh, it's as though that we in the United States struggle to um, relate them one to another, that, that there, 
they're in a in opposition to one another and rather than go into that more so what i'm interested in is showing a a misconception that i've had regarding the law and really centered around a, a question that was posed to me inwardly and and it the word it was as though the words jumped out off of the page and so again if i title this the law what's the point previously my preconceptions of the law were the law was to show us our inability to to one keep the law to uphold it our inability to do so it was a it, the law was a mirror to show us how dirty we are and it showed us our desperate need for saving now there's elements and components of that that still uh, hold truth to me but it was it was almost perhaps under the surface or maybe above the surface depending on your um, your intimacy with the law but there was ingrained in my thinking this give me some grace here but there was some negativity in integrated into the law i mean if you hear what the words that i'm saying it was to show us how dirty we are it was a mirror to behold our insufficiencies well as the lord showed me this scripture it it transformed really in a moment how i perceived or how i perceive the law so let's just let's just read the scripture i could sit here and ramble on and on and probably get nowhere so remember we said deuteronomy chapter 6 verses 20 through 25 and it says in the future when your son asks you what is the meaning of the stipulations decrees and laws the lord our god has commanded you tell him we were slaves of pharaoh in egypt but the law brought i'm sorry we were slaves of pharaoh in egypt but the lord brought us out of egypt with a mighty hand before our eyes the lord sent signs and wonders great and terrible on egypt and pharaoh and his whole household but he brought us out from there to bring us in and give us the land he promised on oath to our ancestors the lord commanded us to obey all these decrees and to fear the lord our god so that we might always prosper and be kept alive as is the case today and if we are careful to obey all this law before the lord our god as he has commanded us that will be our righteousness so if you 
if you chew on that now it's it's a lot of words but the meat of what i'm drawing from mainly comes from verses 24 and 25 but we're we're hearing that when in the future when your sons and your daughters whoever the those of your family are asking you what what is the meaning of these rules that we have to follow these laws that the Lord our God commanded of us what is the meaning of them why are they important tell them and so it we must provide a narrative of where we were and where the Lord has brought us to. That's important for each of us. It's a testimony of what the Lord has done, his goodness and graciousness. Verse 21, tell them we were slaves of Pharaoh in Egypt, but the Lord brought us out of Egypt with a mighty hand. So speak of God's deliverance in our lives. Before our eyes, the Lord sent signs and wonders, great and terrible, on Egypt and Pharaoh and his whole household. This, verse 22, is an elevation of the power of God. So, God delivered us out of where we were to bring us where we are going. And he did so with a powerful arm. And he did these great signs and wonders and and so we're reminding the the hearer the sons or the daughters or whoever it may be that's inquiring of us we're reminding them of the might and power of God but and so now 23 he brought us out from there from where we were to bring us in and give us the promise that he gave by oath now that 23 is pointing to the thing that God is offering, the extension of grace. He is bringing us into his promise, and he gave it by an oath. So this is then reminding the listener that God is God of promises. He keeps his word. He is trustworthy. So Pick up all these little subtleties that are packed in this in this short section. God took us from where we were in our oppression. He is bringing us out of that oppression into a new place by his enabling hand. He is mighty and he is powerful. He brought us from there and he's bringing us into his promise by oath. And he is a he is the God of keeping his word. Now, 24 is where we really get into the nuts and bolts of the law. What's the point? 24, the Lord commanded us to obey all these decrees and to fear the Lord our God so that, here it is, he told us to do all these things so that we might always prosper and be kept alive as in as is the case today so there there is two things there we are remember this is relative to them in their day it is relative to 
the the law that they are given through Moses by God. Keep this law. Why? So that you can prosper and be kept alive. That is very explicit. And, you know, I, I understand that a lot of abuses have happened in the message of prosperity. And it, it's, it's saddening to the heart. It's embarrassing to the, to the church at large. But um, the abuses of some should not, should not cause the message at large to be discarded. We see right here, in this verse 24 because that God wanted to prosper his people and keep them alive it's when we go our own way it's when we choose our own path it's when we reject the things of God and to follow after ourselves it's when we do that that we take the path of not just not prospering but it's also the way of death Solomon in, in all of his wisdom, there's a way that seems right to a man, but the way therein is death. It's because God wants us to prosper and be kept alive. Explicit right there. Why? What, what's the point of the law? We find that it's to prosper his people and to keep them alive. And he goes just one step further here. And this is important to see as well. Verse 25, if we, it's conditional, if we are careful to obey all this law, remember God, Jesus said, if, if, if you're guilty of breaking one part of the law, you've broken it all. So it's not, you can get away with this, but as long as you make it here or manage this part, or that doesn't work. If we are careful to obey all this law before the Lord our God as he has commanded us. So it's not, it's not, it wasn't optional. It was a command. It was required. So if you can obey all this law as he has commanded you, that will be our righteousness. So the law the law is a requirement of righteousness. Your righteousness would only be established by carefully obeying all the law. Now, if we're honest with ourselves, we should very quickly and rapidly be able to acknowledge we are unable to fulfill each requirement that God laid out without fail 100% of the time. We are unable we are we have an inability we god said himself when he, when he made humanity that the thoughts of men's hearts were constantly evil and this is not to cling to that mentality that well my thoughts are just evil i'll just i'll just embrace that no that's not what that's not what we're called to that's not what god is okay with we are to be in the world, but not of the world. But, but see that if we are careful to obey, then that will be our righteousness. Remember, though, 
Abraham believed God, and it was credited to him as righteousness. Jesus became, he became that which we were unable to fulfill. Man never was able to keep his covenant. It was only through, through a surrender in belief to God in which that which man was able to acquire righteousness. Abraham himself, Abraham believed God and it was credited to him as righteousness. You see, the new covenant of uh, by faith through grace are you saved, it, it's actually not a new concept. Abraham believed God and that became his righteousness, belief in God. Jesus himself says, if you have seen me, you have seen the Father. So our righteousness is only acquired by way of surrender to Jesus and put our faith and our trust in him, in his finished work, in his ability to uphold the the, the covenantal agreement, the standard of righteousness. We, as believers uh, in Jesus, followers of Christ, we become the righteousness of God through Christ. He becomes our righteousness. That's, we put off the old and put on the new man. It's only by death of self and a rebirth we, to be born again, this concept that Nicodemus struggled with so, so you know, significantly. He, and Jesus laughingly says to him, aren't you the teacher of Israel, but you don't understand these things? I mean, let's not be too hard on Nicodemus. This is, this is a strange concept to understand. But when you think of it in the flesh, when you think of it naturally speaking, does sound ludicrous. How can someone be born again or born over? We are born of the Spirit. The, the old man, the old life is put to death. It is crucified with Christ. It's no longer I that live, but it's Christ that lives in me. So, Without going in too many directions here, we'll try, to, we'll try to bring this back in to the particular revelation. I considered the law as, as something that God gave. It was a good thing. Paul makes that clear in Romans. It's not, the law's not evil. No, you know, of course not. But... But my perception of the law was that it was to be used to show my insufficiencies. But that's not it. I hope you can see where what I'm trying to... It's, 
it's not necessarily splitting hairs, but it's peeling back the layers to see the heart of the matter. It wasn't about revealing my lack. The law was so that we could prosper, so that God could prosper us and keep us alive. And if we could, if we could follow that law perfectly and rightly, then we could be righteous. So it, the law itself was a gift, a gift from God to say, I, I want you to be able to do this because when you do it, I can prosper you and I can keep you alive and you will be righteous before me. So my perception now has been transformed. I see the law as a light that God is, is offering. But we know that man has a proclivity to going his own way and and Jesus the lamb who was slain before the foundation of the earth it was it, god didn't have a, you know a, a, a step 1 2 3 a plan b no, he wasn't rea he's not reactive god knows before the beginning and so the plan came to be but the law wasn't to show my inability. It was to, it was an extension of God's love and God's mercy and God's grace. And Jesus, the Messiah, is the incarnation of God's grace and God's light and life and mercy. Jesus is the incarnation of that love. And so, if you don't know the person of Jesus, I pray that you would open your heart and ask to be shown by the Holy Spirit who this Jesus is. Because it's only by Him that we find light, we find life, we find purpose and meaning, and we find a reunited oneness with God the Father. It's only through Jesus. Thank you for joining me on this episode. I'm excited to get back into um, more of these teachings as we've made our way through the Christmas season and the wonderful blessings that it brings and the meaning behind it. So thank you for joining me on this one. I look forward to our next one. And until then, God bless. I'm close to you, I would trade a million lifetimes for a moment here with you. I hold up